0: Hi there, and welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ. Every Wednesday, we'll come together to listen to Dot Bowen teach us what it truly looks like to know, love, and follow Jesus by diving into Scripture. Dot has a deep love for teaching Scripture and loves to watch God lead His children in a greater knowledge of His truth, who He is, and who we are as His children. She has come to realize in her own life that as we grow in our understanding of who Jesus is and who we are, we grow in our love for Him as He deepens our desire to follow Him faithfully. Whether Dot is teaching or just grabbing coffee with a dear friend, she can often be heard saying, write this down. Her heart is for you to take the things that she asks you to write down before the Lord and ask Him to open your eyes to His truth and His love. As John 8, 32 says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are so excited to be on this journey of faith with you.
1: Write this down, John 10, verses 7 through 10, and listen to the words of Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastor. The thief comes only to steal and to kill
0: and destroy. Today on Write This Down with Dot Bowen, Dot will be teaching us that the lies we believe are aimed to steal, kill, and destroy us from living out the abundant life God has offered us through His Son, Jesus. Now let's sit and hear what Dot has to say. As I think about the Gospel of John, and especially John
1: 10, I am still in awe of the way that God answered a prayer of my heart. For many years, I had prayed and asked God to allow me to go to seminary. And I knew that if there was any way that this was ever going to happen, it had to be God. I had not been to college. And you don't enter the master's program without a college degree unless God makes a way where there's no way. And God did exactly that. I was able to go to seminary, and I was enrolled in the master's program of practical theology. My first class was an elective class. They were teaching the Gospel of John and his letters, John 1, 2, and 3. And I so loved the Gospel of John. I thought, this is the class I want to take. And as I began to take this class, I realized about halfway through how difficult it was And I also realized that I was not taking an entry-level class, that the elective class was an upper-level class. At the end of this class, I would have to do a research paper. And so I looked on the list, and I saw that I could do my research paper on the Good Shepherd, John 10. And I thought, oh, oh, that'll be easy. I needed something easy. And so as I began to study and to research John 10, God began to reveal to me an amazing truth of why Jesus stood up to proclaim that he is the good shepherd. He looked into the face of the Pharisees and the religious leaders, and he said to them, you are no longer going to be the shepherds of Israel. I am, I am the good shepherd. Jesus was fulfilling the prophecy of Ezekiel 34. In Ezekiel 34, he says, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to those shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, Woe, shepherds of Israel, you have been feeding themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? You eat the fat and the clothe yourself with the wool. You slaughter the fat sheep without feeding the flock. Those who are sickly, you have not strengthened. The disease, you have not healed. The broken, you have not bound up. The scattered, you have not brought back, nor have you sought for the lost. But with force and with severity, you have dominated them. And when Jesus stood up and he looked into the face of the Pharisees, he was saying to them, I am God. Remember Ezekiel 34? Remember those shepherds that God said, I am removing you from the responsibility of my people. As I began to study this, I began to see that before I could really understand the heart of a shepherd, before I could really understand that God is good, I had to deal with the thieves and the robbers that I had entered into my life, the people that had come to steal and to destroy my relationship with God, the circumstances that would come, that I would see these circumstances stripping me of my intimacy with the Father. As we study John 10, and these beautiful words of Jesus, that he's come to give us life and to give it to us abundantly. We need to sit back and we need to ask God, what are the things that has kept me from that life that you offer? What are the things that have come between me and my good shepherd? What are the lies that I have believed? What are the circumstances that I've viewed as your punishment? As we dig deeper into this, we have to go to John 9. Jesus was passing this man that had been blind since birth And his disciples had asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? The disciples had believed a lie that God was punishing this man by allowing him to be blind and that it had to either be the sins of this man or his parents. This was a lie. This was a teaching that was not of God. And Jesus clearly says it has nothing to do with the sins of this man or the sins of his parents, but this is for the works of God. I am going to take the life of this blind man and I'm going to show you that I'm God. And as I begin to think about the lies that I believe robbed me from my relationship with God, I begin to think about the lies that I've been taught, how I view certain circumstances as God's punishment. As I looked at the lives of my children and I would see that their hearts were broken over a certain situation in their life, how life wasn't turning out the way they had dreamed it would. I remember getting on my knees and saying, God, is it because of my past sins? Is it because you're wanting to punish me? And as I began to study John, I knew that John was saying there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. And as I began to look at certain things that I've been taught over the years, how if I would just trust God, that God would give me the desires of my heart, that if something wasn't going right in my life, it was because I didn't trust God. or I didn't have enough faith. These were the things that were robbing me from enjoying the life of my Good Shepherd. These were the things that were robbing me of the life that Jesus had died to give me. What are the lies that you have believed? What are the things that you have embraced as truth that you were told by someone that either was misleading you, that were using their position as a pastor or as a teacher of scripture, or that they were using their spiritual maturity to say, oh, I know how God works. And this is what's happening in your life. As I think about John 9 and how Jesus spit on the ground and made mud and put it on the eyes of this blind man. And he told him, he said, I want you to go and wash that mud out. And when he did, he could see. And I think back, I'm thinking, couldn't Jesus just open the eyes of that blind man by just one word? Yeah, he could. But Jesus chose to spit on the ground, to put mud on the eyes of this man and tell him to go and wash. And when he did, his eyes were open. As we read in John 9, the Pharisees were furious. They called the parents and they said, Is this your son? Who was it that opened his eyes? Who was it that healed this man? And the parents said, I don't know who it was, but what I do know is that it is my son. The Pharisees are so threatened by Jesus and they were so blinded from their greed and their lust for power and control that they threw the man out of the synagogue. To the Jewish people, the synagogue representing the opportunity to go into the presence of God and to be forgiven. And here is this man that Jesus had healed that they ended up throwing out of the synagogue. When Jesus heard this, he went and found him. And he not only had opened his eyes to see the things of the world, but Jesus revealed who he was to this man. And as I look back over these verses, as I look back at this man who is blind, and that Jesus came and opened up his eyes so that God would be glorified, that this man and the people around him would know that Jesus was God. As I think back, why would Jesus do this? What made him so irritated and so disgusted that he was willing to stand up, get into the face of the Pharisees and say, you are no longer the shepherds of my people. The heart of God to take care of his people. What a great shepherd we have that he is willing to deal with the people who have deceived his children those thieves and those robbers, the people that have come in our lives that have told us things that were not true, the people that have used us and misled us out of their own selfish motives. As we step back and we look at the heart of this good shepherd, we see that Jesus takes the responsibility to teach us the truth, to deal with those thieves and those robbers, the enemy that wants to come between us and him the ones that want to rob us from that life, from the abundant life that Jesus offers. Jesus will deal with the people that have led you astray. I remember asking my mom one time, why did you never go to church? You didn't care if we went, but you never went. She told me about a time when she first decided to follow Jesus. And she went down and she told the pastor that she wanted to give her life to Jesus. And he said to her, if you ever need me, I'm always here. Just give me a call. My dad and my mom were having marital problems. And she remembered that that pastor said, if you ever need us, just give me a call. So she called him, but he never came. And she was so hurt that this man, who acted like he cared so much, didn't care enough to even call her back. She decided, I'll never go to church again. And as I think back on my life, I know that I have not been the perfect Christian. Matter of fact, I'm probably one of those Christians that have hurt other Christians. As I studied John 10, God began to reveal to me, the hurt that I had toward people that I knew had not led me in the direction of biblical, godly wisdom, but that they had used the words of God to manipulate me, to deceive me for their own selfish motives. I think back about the Christians that I disappointed. And even though I did not live the Christian life like I should, and even though I was once probably that very same person who had been a stumbling block in someone else's life, I began to weep. I began to understand that if I was going to really grasp who Jesus is as the Good Shepherd, that I had to forgive the people that had come in my life to rob me from the truth of God's Word, to come between me and my Good Shepherd, to steal the life that God had died to give me. When I think back and when you and I think back over Jesus standing up and saying, I am the Good Shepherd, we must remember that it is God, who will take the responsibility to deal with the people that have come into our lives, that has robbed us from the life that God has offered us. I think back of some of the teaching of how I would lean toward to that prosperity teaching of, oh, if I just had enough faith, that if I just really said the right words, God would give me the desires of my heart. I began to realize that I was prone to lean toward that teaching because of my own selfish desires of wanting Jesus to be the Jesus that I put in my mind, the Jesus that I had made in my image and in my desire. I realized that I was prone to that teaching because I was seeking Jesus for my own selfish motives, that I wanted Jesus to answer my prayers the way that I wanted him answered that I was easily misled out of my own desire, out of my own selfish motives, not what he had done for me, but what he could do for me at that very moment. Today, as we close, I want you to think back on your life. And I want you to think about on the time that you decided to give Jesus your life, were there certain things that happened in your life? Were there certain people that came into your life that led you astray? Was there a certain teaching that you were prone to go to because it sounded so good, but only to discover that that was not biblically sound? That was not true. Those were not the promises of God. Those were the selfish desires of a person who was wanting to see Jesus, not as their good Shepherd that would lead them? Is there someone that has led you to believe that it is because of you that your children is not rising? I've been calling you blessed. That it's because you're not a good mom. Is it someone that has robbed you from enjoying the life that God has given you because you have lived under the condemnation that it is your past sin that has allowed you to suffer? That it is your past sins that has allowed your children to suffer? Those are the lies from the enemy that wants to rob you from the joy of a life that God offers and to rob you from the truth of understanding that you have a good shepherd. As you think back of John 10, I want you to remember that God stood up and he said, I am the good shepherd and I will take care of the people that have led my children astray. And I will open their eyes to the truth of who I am. We forgive because He has forgiven us. Allow God to take the responsibility of that person who has led us astray. And when we are willing to set our eyes upon Jesus, to allow Him to be our good shepherd, we will be able to enjoy the life that He's given us, that
0: abundant life that only Jesus can offer. I hope you wrote some of that down. We look forward to being with you again next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen as we finish the Heart of a Shepherd series. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a beat. For more content from Dot, head to DotBowen.com. Thanks for listening.